time should we start the thing yeah let's go ahead let's do this let's start this hey listeners you're listening to another exciting episode of chewing the scenery horror movie podcast we are a podcast where we three friends get together and talk about a horror movie which we will spoil but first talk about recently watched which we'll try not to spoil too terribly bad uh we're not professional critics we're just three friends talking about movies and uh, we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon-Rays. And uh, we are your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will and Jolian. Hello. Welcome. Guys, it's been another uh, crazy week of Denver weather. For listeners who don't know this, we're in Denver, Colorado. It's... You get all four seasons in a week pretty pretty easily this <laughs> Yeah, time. we're supposed to get snow? Yeah, again. Again. Yeah, again. Another pile of spirit-crushing snow. It's, I, you know, it's confusing to the plants, the animals, and, well, humans. It's like, yeah, I had to go dig my car out at four in the morning. Ugh. You had a, like, early appointment or something? Yeah, I have oh. dialysis at five, so. Oh, Morty. It's a lot of fun to get there at five. Hey. Yeah. Dude. Anything at four in the morning is a lot of fun. Oh, yes. It's good time for this stuff. Can you even have good a time? <laughs> Only the best people are out at four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to have to walk to a coffee place I worked at at four in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, oh, you meet, meet the best people. <laughs> yeah, you really do. As you are headed into town and they're staggering out of it. <laughs> there, there's a, li- a little-known saying about uh, that time of night uh, or morning, whatever you want to call it, which is uh, there's two kinds of people out at that hour. and the, They don't say this anymore. People delivering the paper and drunk drivers. And you don't look like you got any papers on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite guy was uh, uh, he, he wanted some money didn't have any money but i was as i was walking away he told me to turn around and he pointed at me and and he he did this kind of uh uh you know speaking in tongues death curse at me oh it's kind of upsetting that someone would be so uh hostile towards you for nothing wow and uh but then i also thought well you know if he's that powerful magician that he can for a death curse at someone with he their, should get their some finger, money. then yeah, he'd probably <laughs> wouldn't be staggering home at four in the morning. Yeah, con- drunk off his ass, you know, yeah. begging for money. Conjure up some gold pieces, man. <laughs> It'd be so powerful. Yeah, go to a bank and say, My finger's loaded. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to end up in a padded room. 
<laughs> more than likely. Um, do either of you want to uh, start recently watched? Uh, I, I could be quick because uh, I didn't watch sure. anything. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch anything? <laughs> no, I read um, I read a book called... Uh, what? You read a no, book? Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, That's crazy. I, it's an actual printed thing with pages. What? And, uh, they have big pictures, right? Oh, yeah, it's got lots of pictures in it. Good. But this is uh, another John LeMay book. It's uh, Classic Monsters Unmade, The Lost Films of Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, and Other Monsters. Ooh. Um, so it goes into all the um, the films that didn't get made or did get made and get lost and, and the various uh, uh, script stages that got abandoned along the way to making the universal classics. Um, so it goes into the, you know, it starts with the earliest uh, Phantom of the Opera takes and uh, Wilf movies, uh, which uh, start back in the silent days. And uh, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's very interesting to see all that. I, I know, uh, it, as the author says, it, it, he's, he's, he's standing on the shoulders of uh, authors who've done books specialised in particular films and have gone into it in much more detail. But it, you know, it's it fun to read the uh, little synopses of uh, other versions of the of the classics. Yeah. Um, oh, I that's partic- neat. Particularly wish the Dracula's Daughter one had been made. That, that sounds spectacular. Um, but uh, yeah, and it, it also shows how many of the uh, the base stories that uh, films were adapted from are written by women. So, some like Mary Shelley's obvious, but uh, the Dracula stage play that the movie is largely based on is written by a woman and. The Mummy's based off a, a story that started off as a Cagliostro story written by a woman. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it to you guys to read for yourself. Oh, cool. excellent. Yeah. Has it? Well, uh, I didn't watch too much this week that I can even remember. You continuing the Voyager? Star Trek's? Uh, we no, actually, we gave up on Voyager. We decided we had had enough because we watched Picard, and although it wasn't great, it was a little bit better. Well, it was a lot better, but the bar is not very high, is what I should say. Um, after Voyager, um, yeah, uh, we finished up Picard. I think uh, I think they missed an opportunity in two places. They should have had uh, uh, made it obvious that Commander Riker never passed that rank of commander. <laughs> Just because I think that's funny. Because he, he passed it up a couple times on TNG. And if you do that in real life, you eventually get overlooked. Um, and, and two, I wish uh, Deanna Troy had become like her mother. Um, her mother was very outgoing and, uh, a little forward sexually sometimes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> she, she really didn't get along with her mom and said numerous times we're nothing alike. And of course, if you say that you're cursed to become your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> that's, that's like something every, every perfectionist says is, uh, well, I'm not a perfectionist. My dad was, but I'm not. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like you can just let things go. Sure. 
Sure, totally. Yeah, sure. Totally. Was that it? Just let it go. Um, no movies? No, no, I finished Macmillions. I watched a lot of documentaries. I'll see if I can remember them off the top of my Any head. murder ones? Uh, I finished Macmillions. And then I watched Dale and... Or the Lady and the Dale? Or Dale and the Lady? One of the two. It's about uh, Elizabeth Carmichael who was a uh, con artist who started a three-wheel car scam in the 70s when the gas embargo was happening. She had made this... She liked to ride a motorcycle, uh, but didn't like to ride in the inclement weather. So she built this kind of box over the top of her motorcycle, and somebody said, well, then make a neat car. And it was right at the start of the gas embargo, and she said, yeah, we're going to make these. And uh, just sold the public on this three-wheel car that was supposed (laughs) to get 70 miles to the gallon. Okay. Um, She hired people to design it and whatnot, um, but she also told people that she had an engineering degree from Ohio State and a master's in something. Uh, business, I think, from Florida State, and that was a lie. It was also a lie that she was a she. She, in actuality, was Jerry Michael, who, although the movie makes it, or the series makes it uh, clear that she was actually transsexual, but I, or transgendered, I should say, uh, they, uh, the last episode they really focused on the transgenderedness and I thought they kind of uh, brushed aside at that point her crimes because there's no reason to say that you graduated from somewhere if you're transgender but if you're a con artist yes sure so I don't think she was ever serious about making the Dale, you know, they got it on the prices, right? Even nobody wanted, but that was a big, she really pushed it. Um, but she was also paying people in cash. Um, she had been on the run from the law since 1961 for counterfeiting. Always seemed to be, even as a child, as somebody who, who wanted the quick way out or, you know, make the quick buck, rich, rich, quick schemes. And, yeah, and so by the end, although, you know, uh, I, think, I think the problem was basically is they spent too long to sort of unpack the transgendered part, um, and it was really used against her in the, in the court case, um, unfortunately. Um, but it just seemed kind of like, wow, you, you kind of brushed over her her uh, scamminess. I mean, yeah. One, uh, yeah, yeah. One thing. Should... I think it would have been better if they had spread it out, though. I think if they, as the timeline went on, they kind of pointed out where other transgendered people were and rights were, and I think that would have given you a little more uh, idea of where where she fit in the world, despite the crime. Right. Waiting till the end to put it all, I think, kind of, 
you know, loaded it up and and didn't allow it to breathe. So it seemed a lot of championing a what seemed to be kind of a scammy person. Um, even even after after all her troubles and she'd gotten out of jail, she only served eighteen months because it's white collar crime. So um, probably made three million dollars in nineteen seventy four dollars. So wow. Uh, even after all that, she ran a flower a flower business in like Austin, Texas, I think. Um, she didn't even do that legally. Like you had to have a peddler's license. She just like gave homeless people a couple bucks to sell flowers that she was getting through another kind of scheme. And you know, <laughs> taking them off of graves or what? <laughs> uh, no, I think she was probably buying day olds or you know flowers that were being tossed for real cheap and then you know having homeless people sell them and and really she really pushed that angle that she was helping the homeless and at the same time she claimed herself to be a libertarian and uh i don't know if you're a libertarian uh yeah, got I, problems. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's usually uh, a handful of issues that go with that that point of view. Yeah, I mean the very point of view is to be selfish. That's it's kind of terrible. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, you know. Do we have any? Good li- luck making it on your own, libertarian. That's <laughs> what I have to say. Right. You know, dig your own sewer, pave your own roads, make your own medicine. Set your own leg when you break it, when you fall off the roof, you shittily made house. So they live in the 1800s is what you're saying. Yeah, but even the 1800s, you had society, you had friends come over and help you build your house. <laughs> That's true. You know, I guess if you were a homesteader, but then you have a family, uh, yeah. maybe. That was the purpose. I don't of know. And Rand was a bad idea. Yeah. Wow. Um, what else did I watch? I didn't watch any murder ones. I think the Dale one ate up most of the week. It was, uh, six episodes, I believe. Um, Picard, we watched some Riverdale. Uh, that has become my look at the phone show. So I I can't really give a good review. (laughs) I try really hard not to do that on, on shows. I really hate that. Um, but, uh, I can't watch this show. It's, uh, sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. Um, but I think that wraps it up for me this week. I'm sure I'm forgetting, you know, something I know I am, but, uh, if you remember it later, just shout it out. Yeah. Well, and tonight's movie, I watched tonight's movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a, uh, a little something I've heard mentioned a bunch of times and didn't hear much context for it. Um, for me, I watched, um, I was kind of looking for some documentary stuff and wasn't finding something I was ready to dive into. And then I saw that they had released some more episodes of Eli Roth's history of horror on shutter. So I watched, I want to say three, maybe four of the episodes I watched, uh, chilling children, witches, monsters, and houses of hell, 
I didn't have an Emmy to watch body horror. I think I have to be kind of mentally prepared to watch anything body horror, even a documentary discussing it. But you had the usual, uh, you know, cast of characters kind of uh, giving their points of view about this, including Rob Zombie. So, of course, you know, you get some great interviews in there. It's it's uh, somebody who really knows what they're talking about. Um, uh, Eli Roth does know horror. Uh, you, but you get some uh, archival footage of Wes Craven. Obviously, he's not with us anymore. And uh, a few other folks. So totally worth watching. I, I like to recommend this one for any horror fans and people who like documentary stuff. And uh, then I'm looking and scrolling and going, all right, I, I got to find something on like, you know, Amazon or Shudder or, you know, Prime Video, I should say. Not Amazon, but Prime Video or Shudder or what have you. And I saw this one and I'm like, okay, you know what? Sometimes you just got to say, all right, what do you got? So I picked the 2018 film Black Pumpkin. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, didn't, you know, it, it didn't have so few stars that I'm, I'm suspicious of it. Or, you know, like five stars based on three reviews, which you can always say, well, that's the, the director, the producer, and the lead from the movie yeah you know but when it has like you know 127 reviews and it's got four stars it's like uh maybe it's got something it does not (laughs) (laughs) uh well okay it's got things but it's (laughs) but they're not mostly good things um i almost kind of want to read negative reviews of this one just to kind of prepare anyone who wants to watch it but i'll read the the uh summary on October 31st, two preteens in a small town accidentally awaken an evil that has lain dormant for decades. They are forced to survive through a terrifying Halloween night of cat and mouse from the monster known as Bloody Bobby. Quit, oh. trying, quit trying to make Bloody Bobby a thing. It's not going to happen. Uh, you're not starting a new franchise. It's not happening. I'm, I'm going to just let you know that right now. Uh, Is he a cop? bloody bobby (laughs) yeah it's an english cop covered in blood (laughs) no it's a it's a little person or a kid with a baggy like nondescript costume and uh just uh some sort of a mask it it there's it's dumb they leave a black pumpkin on the porch and then the person looking through the peephole is like well what's this prank and then they open the door and they get killed by this or this little person, this little, this little entity gets in and then somehow murders them. And, um, it's got the worst of, uh, of all of these kind of things that would be direct to video. If there were still video, uh, you know, DVD, direct to DVD or direct to videotape. It's got the worst of that, but it's also kind of got that, um, made, made for sci-fi movie. Uh, along, along with, uh, Hey, cash grab. What if we were to make, uh, a crappy horror movie and, you know, get away with it before anyone notices it's crappy. Well, Mm. yeah, it, it just, it feels like it's made for television. Uh, the female lead in this is, uh, is attractive and she's got a bunch of attractive friends. Surprise, surprise. Um, She's got a really long IMDb list, the, the female lead. 
So I kind of feel like she's really ambitious and gets booked a lot. Uh, Ellie uh, uh, Patricios and uh, nobody else in the movie had I heard of. I mean, I hadn't heard of her either, but uh, she kind of steals the spotlight from anything else that's going on because there she is. But uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of dumbasses getting killed one by one and two little kids that try to figure out what's going on. And uh, man, the one kid, I don't like him. And the other kid, I don't like him either. So (laughs) if you want to watch something that you can just, (laughs) I don't even know how to tell you how to not like this movie. Watch it and tell me how you not like it. Mm, Maybe not. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll skip that one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I got ripped off. This is a bag of parsley. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, you blockhead. You didn't pay for it, did you? <laughs> yeah, they, then they went around the corner and then they said they had to go. So I got this bag and I get it's a bag of parsley. Anyway, uh, then Ganja and Hess, which <laughs> totally made up for having watched Black Pumpkin. So, guys. I, I remember actually, I'll throw in, I do remember two other documentaries I do it. I watched. Uh I watched Boiled Angels, which is about Mike Diana, who uh, was a uh, comic book artist in Florida, the only artist in America to be arrested for obscenity. (laughs) Well, uh, Florida. Actually charged. Broward County? I mean, he was actually charged. uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two live crew, they'll tell you. It's not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy story. Um, he couldn't draw for three years. He was banned from drawing. Yeah. In jail. Um, he didn't go to jail, no. but one day. Oh, okay. Um, but the cops could come to his house at any time. And check on um, whether he's been drawing. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. Yeah, check it out. If you're an artist, it's pretty scary. Um. You really, really, really hate the prosecutor, um, whose last name was Baggish. It's a weird <laughs> name. Uh, and then I watched uh, a documentary on the making of Galaxy Quest, oh. which was all right. I needed a palate cleanser after Boiled Angels. Wow. Which, like, stuff that was shocking in 1993 looks quaint now compared to the internet oh yeah and that's without even going to the you know really disturbing sites it's it's crazy to think of what kids are exposed to by like i don't know how old are they when they hand them a phone these days five six years old uh maybe younger yeah how how long do you fiddle around with a phone before you find stuff you shouldn't be seeing even with parental control blocks on things, it's it's going to be bad. Yeah. So. Well, Ganja, anyway. and, Ganja and Hess. Now, um, Jolien, you had seen this before. Yeah, what what I did was uh, I've seen this um, quite a while ago, so I watched the uh, Spike Lee remake, uh, "The Sweet Blood of Jesus." Yes. Yes. Um, so that I could compare them. But, uh, yeah, uh, what did you think I did, of 
I did the same thing, but sort of backwards. I had watched The Sweet Blood of Jesus first uh, a couple of years ago. So Yeah, same. Um, same. I hated all the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found things questionable, like why was there a motel next door? Um, <laughs> the whole first day was kind of pointless. Um, it's mostly just the characters. I know they make bad characters in these movies, so you don't care if they're killed. But uh, ooh, I didn't even know some of the people's names by the end. And then, how do you how do you keep sending people down the slide? Also, what were the rules of the race? I, I didn't get it. What I'm actually saying is I watched Aqua Slash instead of Ganja and Hess because I find Ganja and Hess really, really dull and could not make my way through it. <laughs> oh, Aqua really? Slash is a Canadian film about big blades in one of the water slides at a water slide park. How could I not watch that? <laughs> wow. You could have watched uh, Black Pumpkin, you know. Ooh. <laughs> they, uh, I don't know. I'll trade, I think Aqua I'll, Slash may be better. I'll trade you. Because <laughs> I, I was laughing pretty hard by the end. Okay, now, <clears throat> I have to ask you because, uh, okay, you, you have also seen The Sweet Blood of Jesus, which I watched, like you, a couple years ago. And uh, I heard somebody mention it's, uh, you know, approximately a remake or it's based on. I remember hearing that, but not having seen Ganja and Hess or having any access to it at the time, at least that I yeah. was aware of. And so I just thought, okay, well, Spike Lee made a really odd thing here. This is really odd. Um, I'm not sure. They're kind of vampires, but they're kind of not. And um, when this movie started, I wasn't thinking about that and wasn't aware of that. And I, I started watching it and went, this is what Spike Lee based his movie on as I'm starting to watch this movie. And when I'm watching it, I'm thinking, well, this is right up Will's alley. It's, it's experimental. It's odd. It's filmed in the seventies. Uh, it, it was released in 73. So I'm thinking it's got some of that gritty, like, uh, cheap film stock graininess to it. Will's going to be like all over this, but no, no, what happened? No. Where'd, where'd they go wrong? Did they bore you? I was just bored. Okay. I was so bored. Were you in an owly movie? I really mood? liked The Sweet Blood of Jesus. Oh. I thought that was a great film. Okay. Um, Spike Lee was able to pick out all the best parts and leave the, the rest. Okay. And the rest was hard to get through. Um, I found it filmed uh, a little too close at times. Okay. Um, they were too close to the subjects. Um, yeah, there's, there's whole dialogue scenes where you don't see lips moving. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I took that as like, I think those were overdubs. I think they did all the dialogue after yeah, the fact. Yeah, to get around to that. To make up the story. So like, someone yeah, would be especially the, the beginning. Or they'll, they'll have their back to the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but mainly it was just, I was really, really bored. And so I... Uh, I stopped it, and then I saw that Aqua Slash was on, and I had heard 
that it was unbelievably stupid. <laughs> and I was like, I'm down for that. And All I right. paid my two ninety nine. <laughs> and uh, if you're a gore hound, there's a lot of blood. Um, if you're a fan of really, really stupid characters, I mean, unbelievably stupid, obnoxious <laughs> characters getting killed uh-huh. um, in a horror movie, it's going to be great. But, okay, the movie's 71 minutes long. I think probably 50, 55 minutes of that is set up. (laughs) And it's long and hard to get through. And you keep going, or at least I kept going, get to the killing. So it's about a slasher who sticks swords through a water slide? Yes, he sticks these two. At the beginning, you see somebody making these big blades. And they stick them through one of the pipes. And so it makes this X shape. Okay. People come sliding down. It cuts them into four pieces. Uh, And then they come out at the bottom. And there are three slides at the top of this huge water park. But you don't know quite which one has got the blades in it. Um, And like I said, it's a a long slog to get to the... (laughs) get to the killing and then the killing happens and you're like, okay, they sent three people down who got chopped up. Quit sending people <laughs> down the pipe, <laughs> but they keep finding ways to have people either tossed down or gleefully ignore the, the cries for help. Um, one of the kids, like the blood starts coming out and I'm, I'm going to call him the main character he tries to climb up the pipe, so he's just in this blood flailing around. He's like, you're not going to crawl up a pipe with water coming down it. Well, blood in this case. Um, so then he crawls up the side, the scaffolding, to, to get up to the top. And I'm like, just use the stairs. What, what's going on here, bud? But, uh, yeah. Uh, when the blood starts to happen, though, it, I could not help but laugh. Wow. It's, it's so ridiculous and so over the top. Uh, kind of disgusting at the same time. Um, <laughs> I think it was pretty good for the last 10 minutes of the movie. Well, you know, maybe uh, the listeners just need to know. Uh, cue it up and fast forward to the last, you know, 12 minutes. Oh, no. You have to sit through all of it. Oh, you have to pay. You won't understand why the blades are in the tube. So this is the equivalent of getting a tattoo. You have to, you have to pay for it with your pain. You can't take a bunch of pain meds first. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, yeah, I had the to story. sit through it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have all the setup there. There's uh, the basic plot is it's high school graduation. And after graduation, the kids go to a water park and party for two days, uh-huh. uh, this is what what confused me is there's a motel next door to the water park so they can stay. I took it as like, oh, they could film inside for certain scenes. Ah. Um, and then they have a concert that night. And then the next day is when the killing starts. That Well, they have a big race, uh, a race down the water pipes. I don't know how you do that, how you go faster. I suppose you could slow yourself down, but how do you go faster? Uh, um, you point your toes and I think you arch your back a little bit. 
Well, you have to go with three people, or well, two people. There's three three people in a in a group. So oh, you have to go down kind of like a bobsled. I was just gonna say bobsledding. Okay, more like and, the luge, uh, not like the bobsled. Well, that you don't. They nobody ever leans back. Oh, so it's more like a bobsled. Okay, I think you have to have your hands on your shoulders and the person mm. in front of you, and they kind of sit between your legs. But still, I don't know how how you really go much faster. I, I was used as a weapon at a water slide at water park once. <laughs> uh, I was in Japan and I was with a couple of a uh, couple of Americans. Uh, there's a man. Oh, that man was your woman. mistake right there. Yeah, <laughs> and the think uh, the man fancied the woman, but she didn't fancy him. And uh, so when we got to the top of the slide, uh, he went down first. This like one of these big twisty tubes. And then she sent me down second, knowing that he'd be waiting for her halfway down. He'd like splayed himself out across the tube so he could catch her. So she sent me down without telling me what was going on. (laughs) And so I went cannoning into this guy and took him out. (laughs) Oh, uh, man. Gave her a big laugh, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is what I love about podcasts. (laughs) we set out to talk about one movie we talk about a different one and then we get the story (laughs) oh man this is this is great though honestly if Um, you like uh, disaster movies there's one called uh, roller coaster came came out in the late 70s and it's about this uh, guy who's uh he's got a grudge against a certain uh chain of uh, uh, these these fairs and he's he's putting bombs on the roller coasters across the country, mm. and um, All right. Uh, but uh, the climax takes place at this uh, this big uh, site, and the band playing when this roller coaster climax is going on, of all people, is Sparks. Oh, really? And uh, they they obviously only have rights to one song because they have to do this. They have to stretch out this song to cover the entire end scene. It just goes on and on and on. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Sparks playing in this bright, sunny fun fair and uh, well, the, while they're trying to stop this guy blowing up the roller coaster. I was expecting a uh, piano wire and some decapitation when you started to tell this, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be the obvious there's a, choice. There's a scene in Aqua Slash um, with a little kid on the beach, and he's got his foot bandaged, and the bottom of his foot is bloody. It's implied that he stepped on glass in the pool because somebody had broken a bottle in another scene. Hmm. They don't really say that. They just kind of imply it. But he's complaining to his mom that his foot hurts and he wants to go home, and his mom's just like, Wrap a plastic bag around it. I'm not. I'm not leaving. I spent my. Uh, you know. I paid for the whole day. Yeah. It is such a bizarre scene that doesn't fit anywhere else in the movie. I mean, you see those characters again, but it's really weird. It's like, what <laughs> does that scene mean? So, Aqua Slash, uh, two thumbs up. All right, Must rent. <laughs> I almost, I almost kept my mouth shut and was going to make you guys rent this and watch this, but <laughs> okay, I like you a little more than that. So. Well, that's good. <laughs> How far did you get through Ganja and Hess? 
a little over an hour, maybe an hour 15. About halfway through. Well, yeah, about halfway through. And, and I felt that it was similar enough to the sweet blood of Jesus. And like I said, he had kind of streamlined that story and gotten rid of some of the... I didn't find the experimental bits to work at all, really. I didn't know well, quite what was going on there. It was sometimes. the 70s, man. They didn't know what they were doing. Oh, it was totally, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. were They were just like, hey, man, let's try this thing where they walk through a blurry field and they don't talk, but they're, but they're talking, man. <laughs> I think it, yeah I think okay he, he was given a lot of money to go and make a black exploitation horror movie <laughs> and then he said oh, you know what Gungeon Hess is what he came back with and, and they're like this oh, isn't man. black exploitation at all so the distributors like cut half an hour from it and sent it out yeah um the wow. K- Kelly Jordan Enterprises uh yeah they they were really disappointed with the very bad box office of what was it uh, they had a budget of $350,000 and, oh, I know this wasn't good. They, they didn't make it. Yeah. They, they recut it. So it would play more like a straight up horror movie. And it was called, cool. it had a few titles, like, uh, I think double possession was one of them. Yeah. And another one was like black vampire or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find that in in my uh research here but uh yeah they they were meant to make um a black vampire film but came back with this which is sort of mm, it's on the fringes of vampirish yeah i can't find it here but uh yeah they did not make much money their they their box office on it was like a fraction of what the budget was and uh the they cut from 110 minutes down to 78 minutes. That's mm-hmm. probably, probably all the blurry wheat fields and the weird stuff. Um, probably. Do we know why that character killed himself? At the end? Uh, no, at the beginning. At the beginning, whenever oh, uh, Bill Gunn's he's character. bad house guest. Yeah, he's played by the director. Bill, yeah, uh, Bill Meter, Gunn. Meter, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah. seems to be unstable from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, he, he goes out of the tree. I, I'm, is it, is that, there's so, so much in this, I don't know what it's trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah. is he up a tree because it's some reference to lower spirits who descend from the trees? Or is it some reference to lynching? Or is it both? And why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it just seems to be too yeah too muddled yeah i don't know what it's trying to say yeah it's 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 meandering around and it's definitely being an art house film whilst meandering uh but it almost there's there's, there's some stuff that's right on the nose like uh comparing catholicism to to blood rituals and yes uh yeah and and saying how uh you know african uh religion was uh, folded into a Christian religion and uh, and and in some cases destroyed by it. Um, but uh, yeah, I know there's some stuff that's like pretty direct. But uh, uh, yeah, other times it's like, what is this doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Maybe. I didn't. I didn't like the the characters. Like in in either film, they're both. They, you know, they're 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 killers. They they go out and kill other people in order to live. Um, they're pretty. Uh, they they uh, they show bad treatment to people who are from lower classes than they are. Right. Yeah. Um, Prostitutes I mean, and pimps. She doesn't kill the butler in the in Gan- Ganjan Hess, although you see his body at the end <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, it just seemed too too scrambled. Yeah, I think in being experimental, something does get lost, and maybe it's like in the writer director's head, um, and maybe he thought he got it out of his head and onto film, but didn't. Um, like Dwayne Jones's character, really kind of uh, um, he's Doctor Hess green uh i kind of felt like there wasn't enough desperation in his character to make me sympathetic to his plight or encourage him to do wrong Mm -hmm. so you see something clever he does where he puts a small bomb in a wastebasket at the doctor's office and then dives into the back room steals a bunch of uh, bags of blood and puts them in a bag and heads down the street now he's got some blood. Yeah, well, it's pretty similar in the remake. Yeah, so so you see this, and uh, and it's like, okay, well, he did that, but then he's also killing pimps and hookers and drinking their blood. Uh, you don't see him get to the point of desperation where he's starving. I mean, you see him kind of look uncomfortable or weirded out or whatever, and then he moves on to the next situation, but he always seems like he's laying in wait um, or calculating his next move, you know, like he's going to let this person fall in love with him or go to bed with him or whatever. And then he's going to, uh, kill them and drink their blood. Uh, yeah, I found, I found in, in both movies that the, the, the turning points in the characters, uh, just seem to come out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the, this, uh, Ganja turns up, he tells her that, her husband's committed suicide. And next thing they, they're in bed. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then there's supposed to be this couple who are devoted to each other for all eternity. And then suddenly he decides he doesn't want to go on and, and lets himself die. Um, using Christianity as, uh, as the method. Yes. The it's shadow like, of the cross. Yeah. It's like suicide by cop, except for God is a cop. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, like. he, he, he goes to the church and, so you know both films have the long uh, sermon and song scene and very uh, long yeah and he gets blessed and and then lets himself die yeah and then the guy with the heroic dong comes out of the water <laughs> and runs <laughs> and runs toward him and then we get a freeze frame where he's about to stomp on uh, uh the dead uh Dr. Hess's dong whilst flapping his to and fro from running. Um, Will, you missed the best part, is what I'm saying. Oh, man. Yeah, they killed this guy. Okay, to circle back around. uh, Ganjin has killed this guy and uh, and end up uh, submerging him in the pond, I guess. And he... They take him out to a field. Yeah, but he ends up in the pond. And then later he turns up in the swimming pool. Yeah. So he comes out of the water... And comes running toward the house, best I could tell. 
flapping to and fro. <laughs> and then we see him get ready to do this flying stomp onto uh, Hess's goods and uh, freeze frame roll credits. Okay. So that, that was Hess, was it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, in, in the remake, uh, that character is uh, a woman named Tangier who turns up at the house and she says she's an ex-girlfriend. And uh, a couple of minutes later, uh, Hess leaves the room and uh, Ganja gets it on with her. Uh, so you get this kind of lesbian vampire scene. Oh. And then uh, then she gets buried out in the forest. And then at the end, she turns up on the beach. And she kind of looks more like Car 4 from uh, I Walk With a Zombie, which might be deliberate because that ends also ends with uh, someone on a beach with a tall, blank-eyed, undead person. Wow. Yeah. So... It's just any viewer's best guess what they meant by any given part of this movie and, and especially how it wraps up. Uh, is this a redemption arc for uh, Hess to finally say, I'm taking myself out of this? Is he sick of it? Is he bored? I mean, we, we don't really know, do we? No idea. No clues are offered. Yeah. He just goes from... Uh... Uh, setting up an eternal life with his his with ganja and uh and then deciding not to <laughs> yeah because there's a really cool song at the church and then, which is really good in the in in the sweet blood of jesus uh you got like uh john batiste on the organ you got this uh really really good band oh yeah uh, knocking out this tune uh, um yeah that's, that's a good scene yeah and you've you've watched him on uh colbert's show yeah so you know how great of a musician he is oh yeah yeah he he can he can play the the keys like nobody that's that's amazing um i like I, this soundtrack uh generally better on uh gandron hess it is more discordant and uh yeah. uncomfortable and the uh <clears throat> sweet blood of jesus uh a lot of the original soundtrack is by bruce hornsby oh and it's this kind of coffee shop piano stuff yeah, yeah. um yeah, I, I kind of like the the, the noisier stuff and the Gungeon hiss. Yeah, the the um, the the tribal uh, chanting and whatnot. Is... Yes, they they've got some Bengali folk song going mixed in with like white noise and, and yeah. those horrible effects. Yeah, that's some of, that's some of the experimental '70s stuff. You as a takeaway that you can say, yes, that works. I like that. Uh, you, you, like some of the stuff that's set in gritty, grimy New York, for example, you know, you want some of that white noise mixed with car horns and some weird blaring keyboard comes rising up and it's, yeah. that kind of stuff works in context. Like, like in the, in the remake, he goes to, uh, he picks up that woman and who's holding a baby, uh, and, uh, it's, you know, it's this pleasant park. And, uh, you know, they have this conversation before he, he takes her back to her room and kills her. Uh, but in uh, Ganjan Hess, you just see it from across the street and it's just all traffic noise. You just see him go up to her and then they go inside. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it kind of takes some of the purpose out of it. Like uh, uh, some of the, uh, what's another way to say that? It, it, it takes... Um, 
take some of the the personal stuff out of it. Like you, you, you don't relate. You just see them as uh, from a pedestrian view and then next cut to they're bloody and dead. Yeah. It just takes some of the uh, sympathy out for her. Yeah. Cause she's just a woman with a kid who's trying to get by and he, he like picks her up and kills her for his own good. Yeah. And you're supposed to sympathize with this guy. <laughs> I don't, um, I, yeah, uh, but th- then again, in, in Gadge and Hess, you have um, the prostitute he picks up in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see, you have this whole opening to the scene where she's with a pimp and he's got the, like, the purple floppy hat and everything. <laughs> and uh, uh, you, so you get that whole idea. And then, then the pimp's waiting in, back in her apartment to stab him right. for some reason. I mean, he's not going to just mug him and take his money. He's going to stab him in the back. Um, it's a bit of an escalation. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't, I don't quite understand what's going on there either. That's bad yeah. for business, you know. You could, you could have brought him back around and fleeced him again, but no, yeah. Yeah, you don't take him back to your own apartment to murder him. Yeah, you don't, you don't kill a cow for the milk in its udder. <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, and little does this pimp realize that uh, flash forward twenty some odd years, and uh, he's a Halloween costume. <laughs> that is, I mean, it was so like, go to Spirit Halloween store and buy a pimp costume in a bag. It's what this dude was wearing. <laughs> yeah. Now, I can't say that without pointing out that uh, several years ago, I threw a Halloween party. And uh, you know how people go as the cute couple's costume or the annoying couple's costume? And sometimes it's like, oh, the girl chose this because the guy has to dress as Raggedy Andy because she wanted to dress as Raggedy Ann or whatever. the exact example I was going to give. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, Well, this couple shows up and uh, she's dressed as a witch, you know, like cute stripey tights, but, you know, oversized pointy hat. But it's a cute outfit and she's dressed as a a witch and he's dressed (laughs) in a purple pimp costume. So the first thing I think of was, so that makes you a weach. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was from, that was from three pointer range, that one. But uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. But yeah, I've seen that, that pimp costume. It's, it's bad. So uh, we get a bunch of uh, people who get killed because they have blood in them and, uh, the main characters need to drink some blood. Um, then a bunch of weird stuff happens that we can't piece together. And there's some wandering around and then a, a weird cross shadow suicide. Uh, why did, and this is the big question of, of the day, I think, why did this get named uh, like best of the decade by the con uh, film festival? I found that really weird. Back in 73? Um, I think it was later on. I think it was at the end okay. of the 70s. It was, uh, let's see. Um, eh, well, this is Amsterdam, but uh, James Murray of the Amsterdam News hailed it as, quote, the most important black film produced since <laughs> Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Um, it has Which a is a much more entertaining movie. <laughs> which I have not seen. I, I'm going to have to see it now that you said that. Um, There's also a movie that they made about making that movie, which is really good too. No kidding. 
Yeah, and like Mario Van Peebles plays his father because Melvin Van Peebles was in Sweet Sweetback's mm-hmm. yeah. badass song. So yeah, check those two out. Oh, that's super interesting. Um, so uh, yeah, this is uh, this is something that's gotten a lot of really positive uh, evaluation and, and feedback. And, and I have to wonder, uh, what did they see that we didn't? Because I found it as an art house film, like I expect the weird choices and the meandering, but um, it failed to make a point most of the time that I could detect. And uh, that's cool. I don't have to be able to to detect every point in every movie because sometimes I'm obtuse and I just don't get it. Uh, But what did they see we didn't? Is what I gotta wonder. Uh, I've seen reviews that say it's a, a story about addiction. Yeah. Um, okay. But what what did it say about addiction? I mean, people are compelled to do bad things. Addiction sucks, man. Get their hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw another review which said uh, it was about how the uh, it was carrying a. a blood ancestry resisting white culture. Um, but uh, I don't think it's a very positive view of that at all. Okay. No. Because the, the, what they're doing with their, their blood uh, ritual is uh, killing people, including other black people. Yeah, that's the problem there. I mean, you maybe go with that if they were killing white people. I don't know that it would work any better, but yeah, they, like you had said earlier, they tend to feed on the lower class and mm-hmm. yeah, they treat them as, really terribly. They're just jerks like your traditional white vampire. Yeah, yeah. So it's all... On one hand, it's kind of neat to see a, uh, a black cast in an upper class sort of yes. role. Yes. Um, you know, and, and any movie that has a beautiful Rolls Royce in it is... You right. know, got something going for it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they they don't really, uh, I mean, or, yeah, then, they, then they're, then they you know, they're remorseless killers. So it's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, I think Blackula does the same thing, and it makes an entertaining movie out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For I sure. wonder if these, these guys uh, kicked themselves when Blackula came out. I don't know which came first, but Black, they're like, Blackula. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Blackula came first. Ah, yeah. so they were trying too hard to not be Blackula. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it's possible. I was certain talking about the Rolls Royce uh, at the beginning. I was certain they wouldn't take it out of the parking lot. <laughs> I was mm. pretty sure they filmed it. You know, we've got this for half an hour. Don't yes. drive it in traffic. <laughs> Whatever you do. But then they took it onto the freeway. So. Uh, that blew that theory, but uh, they because they drive so slowly in the parking lot at the beginning, and the cameras, you know, at one end, and you see them get all the way to the end of the parking lot. It's like, oh, that's it. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut. We didn't get the Rolls Royce, but for half an hour. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so uh, a lot of this didn't work for us, uh, Will, especially you, because you noped out on it like halfway through, but um. I guess a good question for you, Will, is did anything work especially well 
that what of what you did watch? Um, the moodiness of not, it or the artistic not really aspects? No, um, it just really failed to to grab me um, at any point. I did not feel really engaged with any of it. Um, I thought it was kind of strange because I like Spike Lee's remake, and this is sort of. I mean, the so- shots are kind of the same, and I, it's been a it's been a while, so I can't quite compare them. I'd like to see them side by side, maybe. Right. Um. But that movie really worked for me, and this one did not, and I'm not quite sure why. Um. Other than Spike Lee kind of you know rounded the corners off and buffed it up a bit. Yeah, he, he gave it more purpose, I guess, maybe. like we, Yeah, you know. it's obviously got a lot more money to play with. Well, that's always that's, helpful. That's a big thing, too, yeah. <laughs> and there's a whole fleet of classy cars in that one. Yeah. I really need to rewatch that. Um, Jolene, what did you feel worked especially well? On uh, I like most of the cast. I found Dwayne Jones quite dull in this one. I really like yeah. him, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, which really but sucks. It's funny, he's just sitting there solemnly most of the time and... Yeah, he looks cool. He's got the great, oh, yeah. the great sunglasses and the nice outfits and whatever, or, or interesting yeah. choices for outfits. What, what was the name of the woman who played Ganja? She, I mean, she looks great. I, I thought she was really good. Uh, let's see. Who is that? That is uh, um, Marlene Clark. Right. Yeah, yeah she, she's really... Uh, I, I thought she was really good. Yeah. Yeah, the cast was good, but... This didn't didn't do it for me. Uh, I like the the artwork that's uh, that you see in um, uh, Sweet Blood of Jesus. Uh, lots of uh, different artwork in that. Lots of uh, they've uh, like he's got his huge Kehinde Wali painting up in his apartment, um, and uh, and the prostitute has a Omaha tattoo. You remember Omaha comics? Yeah, yeah. She's got his tattoo of one of the characters down her. Oh wow! Down. I forgot about that. It's the sort of thing you look at when you're when you're not that excited, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's got to be worth a re a rewatch for me because uh, it's like um, I don't know what to expect of this, and and I was uh, I was so like unaware of what he was doing that that I was watching the movie in in sort of sort of in awe and confusion. So I, I kind of want to watch that again. Um, uh, the Spike Lee movie. Um, so I guess at this point, the best, the, the best thing we could do is uh, give the recommends or not recommends. So will, is it even worth asking? <laughs> Can you recommend this or uh, no? Uh, aqua kill or aqua, aqua slash aqua slash two ninety nine right now on prime aqua slash hunger force. So you will laugh yourself stupid. All right. And if you're already stupid, you'll just laugh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, even- I, uh, watching the movie, uh, Eugenia watched it with me and I was like, get to the kills, get to the kills. And she's like, there's a bad sex scene here. I'm like, that's not why you turn into horror, tune into horror movies, tune in to see people get killed, <laughs> like with the murder. During sex scenes, fine. You know, we've that's learned, fine. Yeah, yeah, we've learned this from Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> it also didn't help that they were having sex in a in a like a locker room at the 
swimming pool. Oh, all I could think of is like the smell. Oh, it smells like chlorine and athlete's foot. That's yeah. really They're probably covered in uh, athlete's foot. Oh, <laughs> it's just terrible. Uh. <laughs> Julian, uh, how do you feel about recommending or not recommending ganja? Um, is it a? I, um, I don't. I just don't. Yeah, I don't think I like this one really. Do yeah. you do you feel like it's it's maybe uh, essential viewing to be able to say I've seen everything Dwayne Jones was in because it's yeah that, literally it, yeah, two, movies. two movies two movies <laughs> yeah if you're a Dwayne Jones completist then yeah it's it's an easy trip for you it's that movie that you've already seen ten times and then this one uh, but otherwise uh, experimental horror movies it it it's not super necessary yeah and. Uh, I didn't. I've seen better. I, I'm into experimental movies, but I didn't find this particularly experimental. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't find it that interesting on any level, really. And of course, uh, and I agree with you guys. This is not. It's it's not super important to see it. If you feel like you want to kind of, you know, meander with it, cool. Uh, but non-horror fans could probably not hang with this in the least um they would just be confused annoyed weirded out grossed out i mean there's there's a lot that i think they they couldn't you know it's if it if it weirded me out or grossed me out i'll be into it yeah but it doesn't do that either but i think for a non-horror fan they might be like oh it's so much blood why is this guy drinking his own bath water to brush his teeth you know there's just like ooh, that was terrible that was weird like Nobody has ever done that. No. By the way. Well, why does blood look like Tang? That too. Yeah. It's just a, a lot of weird stuff. Um, so that being said, uh, we made it through this. Two, two out of the three of us made it through the movie, and one of us did not. Um, but you found something else, to, you know? <laughs> That's great. I've now seen it twice. Yeah. Uh, so, Will, is your pick the next pick? Is it your uh, is it your turn or Jolian's? It's Jolian's turn. Oh, Jolian, you're next. Okay. Did you have anything in mind? Uh, I, had, I had a vague idea that uh, you know, as as summer approaches, and uh, we have the uh, dread of having to go out and socialize again. Um, pick some summery ones, maybe some beach themed ones. Okay. Ooh, okay. Um, so uh, I have a I have a couple where I can get to you if you if you don't have access to them. Um, but I'll see if I can sort those out for you. Okay. Some, uh, okay. Some some beach horror coming up. Good. I think that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like we should do Wintry Three Part Two. Yeah. Oh man. Just, yeah. <laughs> just the, the snow. Stop it already. <laughs> Yeah, I think the thing about living in uh, Colorado, you could do wintry three one day and beach horror the next. Yeah, you could do midsummer and then, uh, you know, The Shining, and it would <laughs> feel totally appropriate. <laughs> All right, anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I think that's it for me. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>